the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Jeremy House in Washington. The White House is trying to make the case that Speaker Nancy Pelosi has put herself in an untenable position by stalling House-passed articles of impeachment against President Trump. Pelosi is delaying sending the charges in hopes of shaping the Senate trial. A senior administration official is suggesting Pelosi will soon relent. Republican Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin says he doesn't think there's much support in the Senate for an impeachment trial with witnesses. The case is pretty thin that the House is sending over us, if they ever send it over to us. Uh, you know, pretty, pretty thin gruel from my standpoint. So uh, we'll let both sides uh, have a fair chance of making their case, and then we should uh, take a vote. Johnson appeared on ABC's This Week program. Also on SRNews.com, Boeing's crew capsule is back on Earth after a shortened flight to the International Space Station. Well, the, uh, the Starliner landed in New Mexico uh, shortly before dawn Sunday. This is SR News. Hugh Hewitt knows where his vote is going in 2020. There's not going to be an election year recession. Democrats are so sad that people are going to keep their jobs and get wage increases. Because if you vote for a Democrat next year, you're just crazy. You're voting against your economic interest. That's the election in a nutshell. Trump might drive you crazy. You might love him. It doesn't matter. I like this economy. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Weekday mornings at 5 on AM 1280. The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. There are only three days until Christmas, and are you still on the naughty list from last year's Christmas gift? Well, make sure this year is one to remember with a special gift from Wixon Jewelers in Bloomington. Open extended hours every day until Christmas. Good Sunday afternoon, just past 2 o'clock here in the Twin Cities. Let's take a look at your forecast from the Great Plains Windows and Doors Weather Center. Mostly sunny today with a high of 43, partly cloudy with a good chance of fog tonight with a low of 27. We've got hour two of the Brad Carlson Show starting right now. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM twelve eight is Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast. We'd like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And if you'd like to uh, check us out on Facebook, feel free to do so. Go to Facebook.com. Do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And as always, uh, give us a like if you haven't done so already. Leave a comment, whatever uh, the case may be. And as always, we appreciate you uh, tuning in. 
excuse me, it's probably not a good idea to um, snack on uh, leftovers that the uh, that the uh, staff, the office staff, has left in the fridge while I'm just before I'm going to go on air. Well, did you see the cookies in the entryway that you could have grabbed as well? How did I miss those? I did uh, not. Okay, okay, so after you take the, you turn the corner to the right, uh, they're on just a little desk right near the offices. Oh, uh, sure. The cubicles here okay. in, at Salem. Uh, they got like M M&M and M ones, chocolate chip. I thought I saw oatmeal raisin one in there. So whatever you're interested in terms of cookies, I think they got it upstairs. Oh man, I think killing. they also have some of those butter, buttered pretzel rods up there too. They're killing which, me. Oh, I know. I'm gonna have to. I'm oh. gonna have to uh, put forth my uh, obligatory New Year's resolution here to to, oh. to, to drop some weight. That Tis the season. Who cares? Just let it all hang out for Christmas. Oh yeah, come on. Yeah, right now I'm just. But I'm. Oh. I have to start thinking ahead a little bit. Yeah, but that's live okay. in the moment, Brad. Live in the moment. It is. Yeah. So. Uh, well, I have to uh, talk a little bit uh, about impeachment. Obviously, this is a uh, this is something that occurred last week, as uh, promised. Uh, they uh, passed the articles of impeachment, articles one and two, out of the Judiciary Committee, and <clears throat> they took a vote on them uh, this uh, past week. This is from the uh, NBCNews.com. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, the uh, uh, first vote which was passed pretty much along party lines. There were only two Democrats who did not vote for Article 1. Uh, that was to impeach him for abuse of power, and it was almost entirely on party lines. Again, there were two Democrats who did not vote for uh, the Articles of Impeachment. One was Minnesota's own Colin Peterson, who represents uh, Minnesota's Congressional District 7, which Trump won overwhelmingly in 2016 by, I think, 30 points. And then the other was New Jersey Congressman Jeff Van Drew, who is becoming a Republican. He's switching from a Democrat to a Republican, but hadn't at the time of this vote. And then the second vote uh, passed 229 to 198. Once again, there were three de- Democrats that voted no. In addition to Colin Peterson and Van Drew, there was a third uh a House member out of Maine whose name escapes me, but not a single Republican voted for either of these articles of impeachment. Again, Article 1 for abuse of power in Article 2, that the president obstructed Congress. Now, there are there's a lot of ways uh, people react to this. Number one, you know, you got your staunch Trump supporters saying they're just trying to overturn the results of the 2016 election. Uh, they've been trying to impeach Trump since day one, find him on something. And obviously there was the uh, evidence that Russia interfered in the 2016 elections and the big thing was they want to impeach Trump for being a Russian asset, basically colluding with Russia in order to win the 2016 election. The Mueller report uh, found no evidence of that. Now there were some, there were some behaviors that Trump exuded that people were uh, taken aback by. But this idea that he uh, abused his power and he was only a candidate, but this idea that he colluded with Russia turned out to not be the case. So while it's true that the Democrats were taken aback that someone like Trump could be elected president, they, you still could make a case that how Trump can, Trump's conduct came across in dealing with the president of Ukraine, there could be some impeachable offenses. At the very least, censure him for his conduct. But the House, cobbling this together doesn't seem to have made a very strong case because no one on either side of the aisle, Democrat or Republican, has been swayed dramatically from their opinions. But it's the independents where they initially favored impeachment and removal 
to now they don't favor impeachment and removal. Now the support for impeachment and removal is underwater among, among independents. And Trump's approval rating, overall approval rating, is ticked up ever so slightly since the proceedings have begun. So from a political standpoint, the Democrats really haven't made a very strong case. So now the question is, what do they do now that the articles of impeachment are pretty much dead on arrival in the U.S. Senate? Because you need two-thirds of the Senate to vote to remove Trump. Well, you have 47 Democrats. So even if you get all 47 Democrats to vote for removal, you need 20 Republicans. Ain't going to happen. Not going to happen. So the and the House Democrats know this. So now they have to say, well, what's their strategy? Now their uh, minor, Senate Minority Leader Schumer is trying to negotiate with Mitch McConnell on what a trial would look like in the Senate, to which Mitch McConnell, majority leader, rightly says, go pound sand. Okay? The Republicans have the majority. We're going to decide how the trial goes. That's what that's what comes with being in the majority. So the Democrats, knowing that if they just send the articles over right now, all senators are pretty much saying there isn't much of a case there that the House put forth, and because it was voted on along basically along party lines, no bipartisan support for uh, impeachment, then they pretty much fall by the wayside. And the Dem- and Dems are in panic mode. And this is from a uh, political story. Uh, Representative Earl Blumenauer, a Democrat out of Oregon, said he's approached every member of the House leadership about delaying sending the articles to the Senate and received responses ranging from interest to outright support. He said Pelosi, in particular, indicated she was interested and considering it. As long as we have the articles of impeachment under our control, we have an opportunity to prevent a travesty, Blumenauer said. Blumenauer argued that the House could use the delay to continue to build on its evidence for impeachment and possibly to score additional legal victories that could unlock troves of new evidence and witness testimony that the Trump administration has withheld from Congress. Some of those court cases could be decided within weeks. Okay, let's focus on that a little bit. This Representative Blumenauer, Democrat out of Oregon, says withhold the articles of impeachment from the Senate because this will allow us to build on evidence for impeachment. So how is that any way responsible? You're going to pass articles of impeachment saying the president abused power and the president was contempt of Congress. And you say, well, we still need more evidence to build a stronger case. Then why are you passing articles of impeachment if you don't even feel you have a strong a strong case to begin with? That's ridiculous. Uh, I'll continue to read from the story. Uh, you can continue to build the record, or you can get information, and you can argue for fairness and don't surrender it until it's clear that it is in the best interest of the process. So this seems, uh, I read again, I read that as a tacit admission that House Democrats really haven't built a strong case and that they know it. So I'm sure last month they felt as though they could use what they, uh, what they gathered as a cudgel to undermine Trump's reelection efforts. Because they're probably thinking, well, it's not going to pass the Senate, but there is support for impeachment, and therefore we could use it to undermine Trump in 2020, and that's really the ultimate goal here. However, it appears to have had the opposite effect, as I alluded to with independence, 
Because now it seems, depending on which polls you look at, support is for impeachment is underwater. So uh, this is this is kind of the cautionary tale for any party leadership. This is what happens when you let your kook fringe base, in in this case the squad of Rashida Tlaib, uh, uh, Ilhan Omar, uh, Tide Potavita, aka Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Uh, this is what happens when you let them bully you into these proceedings, okay? Because they live in these far left kook districts where. You know, they can get they they can just get rubber stamp through every every election cycle. And need I remind you, it was Rashida Tlaib who was caught on tape saying during a campaign event, we need to impeach the MFR. Okay, so this has been part of their calculus from day one. Now, again, that doesn't mean that a president, because he was duly elected, doesn't mean he can't be impeached. I don't particularly care from that for that argument from the uh, ardently pro-Trump crowds. Like, wow, they're just trying to overturn the results of the election. Well, maybe, but. That doesn't mean there isn't any there there. Uh, we do have a phone call. David from Woodbury is on line one. Hi, David. You're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go ahead. Hello. Um, Merry Christmas, by the way. Thank you. You too. Happy Hanukkah. Um, I guess when I'm listening to people talk about impeachment and stuff, when you and this is not something that's been expounded or explored very much in depth by any radio person or personality, except maybe... Um, Mark Levine or somebody like that. Okay. But when you look at what high crimes and misdemeanors really meant and or in, in the Continental Congress or whatever when they were talking about it, yep. It none of the stuff that Trump did met the standard. Right. Okay. There's no crime. I mean, debatably, you know, when you look at um, Clinton, you know, lying to Congress. Um, if there's a crime there, then we're, I mean, it would be perjury otherwise. But the question is, so if that was the case, why didn't they charge him with a crime of perjury, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I think that the whole thing about the impeachment process, um, and probably honestly going back to at least Clinton, um, has really been kind of misinterpreted. I mean, everybody knew that knew what Clinton did was wrong, but they didn't, I mean, they needed to say, was a criminal or not. And I, so I'm not real huge on this this whole impeachment thing with Trump. And I'm an independent, by the way. Okay. But the thing is, people are people that I talk to, a lot of my friends are independents, okay? I'm uh, surprised, surprised. But anyway, they say the same thing. If I was in Trump's shoes, uh, I would feel, feel, you know, like I'm being really screwed over by the media and everybody else. And people like me don't like to see other people taking advantage of it screwed over. We're not comfortable with that. And we call those people that do that bullies. And some of us, well, anyway, <laughs> we don't like bullies. We fight back against them, you know? Right. right. So this, this whole process has been really abused. And I'm really hoping that the American people um, are able to educate themselves better on, on our whole process of elections and all this stuff. Because we're, we're, we're have, we have a large group of people that don't even care. About one third of this country doesn't even really care. They just want free stuff, and it's it's really scary. Appreciate the call, David. Thanks so much. Yeah, and I, I think that yeah, you're you're exactly right. People are not really familiar with what impeachment entails. I mean, there were literally some people rejoicing on Twitter the following morning after the impeachment vote was taken in the House, saying that Trump was no longer president. Yeah, I saw a lot of my Facebook friends doing that. Ah, uh, that's not 
true. That's not what impeachment is. And there are some people to this day say, well, Bill Clinton wasn't impeached. Uh, yeah, he was. He just wasn't thrown out of office. You Do you know what impeachment means? Apparently not. So, yeah, to David's point, that that's what the impeachment has always been a political process. It has nothing to do with criminal proceedings. It has to do with can you politically make a case that this president, you know, whatever the charges are being brought up, abused his authority, uh, contempt of Congress, and it, obviously the Senate being the more deliberative, deliberative body would then hold a trial, and then they would decide whether he'd be removed from office. It's not a crime in the context of, you know, you're uh, subject to some sort of prosecution and thrown in jail, per se. It's just, you know, did you abuse your authority, the highest office in the land? So, yeah, there, there's obviously been a lot of confusion, but that, I think, in large part is the people who are pushing impeachment because they feel well, the next logical step is once we impeach him that he gets thrown out of office. So uh, Nancy Pelosi, it sounds as though they're going to hang on to the articles of impeachment and definitely not pass them off to the Senate right away. What would be the consequences of that? Well, we'll explore that in a little bit right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. It is me, Brad Carlson. Go nowhere. Is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Varicose and spider veins. Wow, what a gift from my parents. They had them and I got them. And not only are they uncomfortable and sometimes painful, but I stopped wearing skirts and shorts because I was embarrassed and I really hated the way my legs looked. When my kids asked, what are those things on your legs? I was done. I finally went to Vein Clinics of America. The procedure took about an hour and I was right back to work. The staff made me feel so comfortable and the results, well, even my husband noticed. Vein Clinics of America has been treating vein disease for over 35 years. They're the largest and most experienced in the U.S. Look, I've been doing the commercials for vein clinics for years because I really believe in them, and you can trust them too. So stop hiding your legs. Vein Clinics of America accepts most major insurance plans. So call now to see if you qualify for a free consultation. Call 800-940-5500. 800-940-5500. That's 800-940-5500. Wix and Jewelers has the Twin Cities' largest selection of exceptional diamond jewelry, rare gemstones, and the world's finest watch brands. This year, don't do ordinary, do extraordinary at Wix and Jewelers in Bloomington. Open extended hours every day until Christmas. With the cold weather upon us, it's time to look at the bright side of winter for homeowners. Did you know this is the best time of year to get quotes on window replacements? Contractors are very motivated during the slower time of year, and the prices reflect that. It's also the perfect time to examine your windows with a heat gun to see which ones are the worst if you only want to replace a few. I'm Ryan with my three quotes. As you may already know, this is the only free service of its kind. I'll stop by with the heat gun when we measure your windows, and I'll email you competitive installed window quotes from multiple local contractors. Whether you're looking for major brands like Anderson and Marvin or local Minnesota vinyl brands, we'll come up with the best options for your house during our one-hour meeting. Normally, you would need to sit through nine hours of high-pressure dog-and-pony shows to get that many quotes. Let me do the legwork for you since I know where to get the best quality at the best prices. If you decide to move forward, I'll be there to write up the order and do a walkthrough when it's done. And yes, installs are done all winter long. Set up an appointment online at My3Quotes. That's the number three, My3Quotes. Millions estimate their benefits online 
so they can do what they want offline. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. American American Pressure is your local family-owned source for pressure washers since 1976. We focus on what you need to clean, and we offer the best brands of hot and cold pressure washers, complete wash bays, portable systems, and custom-built. We do it all for you. Visit us at AmericanPressure.com. American Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Oh, keep dreaming, Bing. Doesn't look like we're going to get a whole lot of extra snow this week. Although we do have snow on the ground. Well, I know. What's the high today? Like forty eight degrees? <laughs> yeah, that I don't know. I need to pay attention to my weather reports at the top of the hour. Yeah, there you go. Uh, well, I can tell you the current temperature right now is uh, 41 degrees. Ooh, lovely. Yeah. I mean, so. the fact that we've had this much snow on the ground for this long in December is also kind of crazy. Yeah, today high is supposed to be 45 and lows into mid to upper 30s the rest of the week into Saturday. Sounds so. kind of nice. So Merry Christmas. Snow will still be hanging around, though, for the most part. Hey, back with AM, uh, another segment on the broadcast. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network, continuing to talk about Trump impeachment. Now, I don't know if any of you watched the proceedings. I happened to go to the health club that night and was kind of watching as I was working out a little bit and uh, watching the votes. And, of course, as soon as it passed, because uh, you need at least 216 votes, given the number of members that were there, uh, in the House, you needed 216 votes for it to pass. And as soon as it hit 216, then I tweeted out Article 1 officially passed, Article 2 officially passed. And there was one point where it showed in the yay column a Republican voted yet um, for impeachment. So I quickly text. I didn't hear the sound, so I quickly texted our political wonk, Matt Bukowiak, like, Matt, there was a Republican who voted impeachment? Who was it? And then he got back to me. He said, no, no, it was, turns out it was a clerical error. They fixed it. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, wow, that would have been quite a story, whoever that might have been. But, uh, yeah, no Republicans voted for impeachment. But when the first article passed and Nancy Pelosi read the official roll call, you know, 230 yay, 197 nay, whatever the total was, she says Article 1 is adopted. She banged the gavel. There started to be applause, and she kind of gave the mom side eye, like, don't you, don't, like, don't you dare. You know, you get that look from your mother. It's like, nope, sh- did that because she wants to portray a somber tone. This is a very somber and sad day that we're having to impeach a sitting president. And look at me. I'm wearing black like I'm going to a funeral. And it's like, oh, gag. Well, yeah, that's dramatic. But still, it stinks that we've gotten to this point, right? No, come on. You don't think so? They, they, yeah, it does. But I'm just saying that trying to put up this facade of how this is such a sad day. Give me a break. I would agree with that. You, you've been looking to this since day one. You know you have. And- you're the that uh, particular mindset that Pelosi tried to convey, it's pretty much neutered when Rashida impeached the MF for Tlaib is putting out a video on Twitter at the same time rejoicing what had just happened, along with her pal Al Green. Uh, I think he's out of I think he's a Democrat in New York, if I'm not mistaken. I forget which state he's out of. But point is, yeah, 
give us a break. This is what you've been pining for since day one. You finally were able to find something. And this is no better than what you accuse the Republicans of doing. Because Republicans, they tried to get Clinton on anything they could, and they went after that Whitewater stuff, if you remember the history of that. And by the way, there was a documentary about, uh, I forget what it was called on the Clinton years, where they in- interviewed all of the major players uh, in that, including Monica Lewinsky and uh, Special Prosecutor uh, Ken Starr, about everything that led up to uh, Clinton being impeached and you know the, what went on behind the scenes with he and Monica Lewinsky. So the Republicans kept digging and digging and digging. They didn't get Clinton on the original thing they tried to get them on, which was the, uh, the issue having to do with Whitewater and some shady investments. They eventually were able to dig up, oh, what's this? He's been hanging around with his intern behind the scenes. What's that about? And then they were able to get him, trip him up on something. The same thing with Trump. He was not a foreign, he was not a Russian asset, but they kept digging and digging and digging. And all of a sudden, oh, quid pro quo with the leader of Ukraine to get dirt on his political opponent? Yeah, that's an impeachable offense. We're going with it. And you know what? They're not necessarily wrong. All right? But what I'm saying is they just didn't make their case by their own admittance from the story I read the previous out, previous segment where they're saying, well, we want to hold on to the articles so we can gather some more evidence. Well, then what are you doing passing articles of impeachment to begin with if you don't think there's enough evidence there to get them thrown out of office? That just makes no sense to me. Well, there was uh, Matt Margolis with uh, PJ Media came up with a uh, theory that there are a couple of reasons why House Speaker Pelosi will probably delay impeachment until after the election. So this is uh, this is one I hadn't really uh, entertained, but it's an interesting uh, uh, mind game nonetheless, or a thought experiment. Mind game sounds uh, like uh, you're trying to brainwash somebody. Thought experiment, maybe. Uh, honestly, before I thought this through, I figured the idea that Pelosi would actually hold articles of impeachment indefinitely was far-fetched. In fact, it's possibly unconstitutional, but until the courts determine that, let's assume for the moment she can do whatever she wants. As much as I'm sure she wants to get it over with and move on to other things, like trying to take credit for USMCA, it's become clearer to me that Pelosi has primary political motives to do this. First off, she's hoping Democrats win back the Senate, and is polling a Merrick Garland. Now, if you remember that, Republicans, when Antonin Scalia passed away in early 2016, refused to uh, hold a hearing for then-President Barack Obama's Supreme Court nominee, Merrick Garland, where Mitch McConnell said the next president will determine that. Well, McConnell was gambling that a Republican would be elected president in 2016, and it turns out that's what happened. So Democrats are still sour about Mitch McConnell not taking up Obama's third Supreme Court pick after the death of Justice Scalia. That strategy was a huge gamble on the outcome of the 2016 election. Is Pelosi thinking she can hold on to the articles impeachment indefinitely, waiting for the possibility the Democrats could, at the very least, take back the Senate? They likely won't get the 67 seats required to throw Trump out of office. But if Trump is reelected but loses the Senate, they would be able to hold a Senate trial with rules set by Chuck Schumer and probably get a majority of votes to remove Trump from office. A simple majority won't change the result, however. But to say Trump was impeached and had a majority of senators voting to remove him would be something attractive to their base to point to and damage Trump's political capital in the event of re-election. Having a majority of senators voting to remove doesn't sound like much an acquittal, does it? The theory assumes two things. One, that Pelosi assumes Trump will be elected. 
and two, that Democrats take back control of the Senate. But according to 270towin.com, if all of the current elections marked as toss-ups went blue, it would be a 50-50 split. It's likely Republicans will hold on to their majority, but Democrats winning a slim majority is still within the realm of possibility. That would be a heck of a gamble on Pelosi's part. The second reason she might hold on to the impeachment articles until after the election, the Democrat primary schedule. According to the rules, during a Senate trial, all U.S. senators must be there and can't campaign. Well, there are a few senators running for president. Two of them are in the top three. The Iowa caucuses are on Monday, February 3rd, meaning that to have a trial in January would pull Senators Focahontas, Warren, and Sanders and others away from the campaign trail before that crucial election test. Let's not forget our own Amy Klobuchar, as well as New New Jersey's Cory Booker, both senators. Joe Biden is likely not going to win Iowa or the New Hampshire primary, which calls into question his ability to maintain frontrunner status. In short, a Senate trial risks pulling a Democrat frontrunner off the campaign trail during a busy season of campaigning and primary elections. If Joe Biden pulls it off, Pelosi would be free to send the articles of impeachment to the Senate without worrying about affecting any primary election outcomes. But if Joe Biden collapses and, for example, Elizabeth Focahontas Warren rises, Warren would be required to show up at the Senate trial and not campaign. Unless, of course, she chose to resign from the U.S. Senate. I can't imagine she'd want to do that. So these are this is some interesting um, scenarios put forth here. And Nancy Pelosi is already feeling the pressure of this because literally less than 12 hours or probably about 12 hours after the impeachment vote was taken when she was being asked questions about it the following morning, she was already getting a little snippy saying, look, I'm not going to talk about this anymore. We haven't, you know, da, da, da. It's like, really? You just took a vote? to impeach a president, the third president in the history of our republic to be impeached, and you're not going to talk about it? That's not going to fly. So she's already feeling the pressure from her far-left kook fringe radical caucus. Uh, So what she will end up doing, I have no idea. They're going to continue to convince themselves they have some sort of uh, leverage over the Senate proceedings, but uh, Mitch McConnell is pretty much going to tell them to pound sand at every every turn. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag N-A-R-N show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. My mom's gonna have a baby. She is? Will it be a boy? Or will it be a girl? We don't know yet, but we heard the heartbeat, and my dad said this is gonna be someone very special. You mean like being a president? Or maybe a doctor? Well, probably maybe like a singer or dancer, I think. Hello, my name is Marianne Kuharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We know every baby is a miracle and has the potential to do great things. This season, we hope you will consider supporting the work of Pro-Life Across America. We're non-political and totally educational. Your gift will help offer life-saving alternatives and pregnancy assistance to those in need. Visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org or like us on Facebook. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. 
The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. Hey, have you heard about the Arctic Spa's Spa Boy? No, tell me about it, eh? It's a salt system that monitors itself and chlorinates when the sanitation is low in your hot tub or swim spa. Oh, yeah. Well, I talked a lot with the other guys. They've got salt systems too, eh? Yeah, but no other spa company can offer anything like Spa Boy. By monitoring itself, the chlorine can be lower all the time, so our Minnesota skin doesn't have to be all dried out by the chlorine. Oh, yeah. Well, the missus was sure like that, eh? Yeah, it's insulated better than any other hot tub in the industry, too. It keeps your critters out. It's got a five-day freeze guarantee. It's the number one replacement spy in the industry. Oh, that's a pretty big statement, eh? So that must mean that people who buy another tub usually end up buying an Arctic, eh? It's a pretty great hot tub. Plus, with the Spa Boy salt system, you save lots of money on skin lotion, too, Oh, eh? you're always thinking, dude. Visit Premier Pool and Spa in Shanhassen today and see what makes the Arctic so great for Minnesota climates. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously. PremierPools.com. Welcome back, AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. 651-289-4488. Let your heart be light. That is the number to call if you'd like to weigh in on any of the topics we've discussed. From now on. And it's hashtag Narn Show. Hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Vince Gill with Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Uh, I love this version of this song. He, this is I still have the CD that I play every Christmas season. Uh, it, who is the original writer of this? Uh, good question. I don't know that. Okay. I don't know. Because I, I don't know if I've heard this version of it. I mean, I've probably heard millions of Have you Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Yeah. Curious what the original is. Now, do we... Is it still politically correct to make the Yuletide gay in this day and age? Depends on who you ask. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. being gay is a choice. It really isn't. Well. And yet this song implies that we can make the Yuletide gay. Well. <laughs> canceled! <laughs> That's it. That's it. It's canceled. No comment. Uh, well, we went there, didn't we? Yeah, we did. I uh, I follow Vince Gill's daughter, Jenny. Uh, she also sang on the CD. It was, the CD came out in 1993. And she was 11 years old, and uh, she sang a duet with Vince Gill. It was the cutest thing I've ever heard. Nice. Well, she still goes out and sings. She, uh, I follow her on Instagram, and she is a hoot. Yeah? I mean, she just, no status whatsoever. She doesn't play up, yeah, you know who my dad is. Huh. Uh, she just raises her two little kids and talks about life being a home mom yeah. while trying to you know, sing out at clubs at night, just still out there chasing the dream of being a singer. And gosh, she's funny. So, a real Jenny Gill, I believe, is her Instagram handle. If you're on Instagram, she's hilarious. Love, love following her. So, anyways, where was I going with that? Nowhere really. 
Just talking about Vince Gill. Just enjoying the tunes. Yeah. I guess while I'm I'm stalling while I'm looking up high of yourself. Well, while you're stalling, you can hold over to thefishtwincities.com. We are playing Christmas music on thefishtwincities.com through Christmas Day. So if you want to listen to some tunes, uh, we at Salem are uh, hooking you up with that. So Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas is a song written in 1943 ah. by Hugh Martin and Ralph Blaine and introduced okay. by Judy Garland oh. in the 1944 MGM musical Meet Me in St. Louis. So there you have it. There that was go. kind of its origins. Fascinating. I like it. I like it a lot. Does Judy Garland have any well-known Christmas tunes that she did at any point? I don't know that. Um, I'd be interested to find out. Yeah, let's see. I mean, she... Uh, uh, I think she, back in her early days when she was living up in Grand Rapids, Minnesota, she participated in, a, well, the legend has it she was on the stage of her father's movie theater during a Christmas show and sang a chorus of Jingle Bells. Oh. Okay. So, you know, I don't know if she ever released that subsequently in in uh, any albums or, or whatnot. But, uh, yeah, she too, uh, like I said, sang Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas and uh, Meet Me in St. Louis. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, just kind of uh, doing a quick uh, search. That's the only one I could really find or think of. Anything to distract from this uh, uh, tedious impeachment talk? But we have <laughs> to we have to talk about it. I'm going to kind of take a little bit of kind of a pivot here. Uh, now, Jason, you're you're a man of faith yourself. So, did you um, see? Or am I casting aspersions? I don't know. Well, I will admit I'm a CEO. Okay. I'm a Christmas and Easter only. Um, okay, That's I don't fair. have an active church. I haven't had an active church in several several years. Um, but I, I, w- I was born and raised in the Christian faith. Don't get me wrong. I went to an evangelical Lutheran middle school. Uh, even attended St. Thomas and Bethel University, which St. Thomas technically is a Catholic institution. But let's be honest: it, when it comes to the undergrad program, they don't really incorporate fa- uh, faith. Bethel, course, they absolutely yeah. do. Be- uh, Bethel, where they like. Baptist. I, I can't remember what exactly the denomination is, but yeah, no, I, I haven't had a home church in several, several years since my home church um, when I was a kid was Calvary Lutheran in Golden Valley, which we have uh, uh, tradeway events that we do multiple times. I know that they come to town. That's where oh, we sure. do that. Yeah. Um, that's something that I have to read for the weather tracks constantly. But uh, yeah, to answer your question, uh, yeah, I'm going to church this Sunday or on Christmas. I just don't know where. I don't even, Actually, I don't know if we are going to church at all, to be honest with you. I think I'm going to my aunt's house and then my sister's and then that might be it. Okay, fair enough. Well, I bring all that up because I don't know if you caught this article. On, uh, it was an editorial on Christianity Today. Uh, it's It's been making the rounds where they say that Trump should be removed from office. Now, this is a Christian magazine. Sure. they Obviously, any magazine of faith tries to be stringently nonpartisan, uh, mm. partisan, I should say, nonpartisan, uh, for the simple reason that, you know, regardless of, you know, if you are part of the faith, you're going to have different perspective on the world and politics and, and whatnot. That's that's just goes without saying. So they obviously don't want to alienate any people of the faith because your relationship with Christ is first and foremost of paramount importance to them. Well, uh, Mark Galley, who I guess he's, uh, I don't know if he's the main editor of Christianity Today, wrote uh, this op-ed, and I'll read through it quick, uh, Trump should be removed from office. In our founding documents, Billy Graham explains that Christianity Today will help evangelical Christians interpret the news in a manner that reflects their faith. The impeachment of Donald Trump is a significant event in the story of our republic. It requires comment. The typical CT approach is to stay above the fray and allow Christians with different political convictions to make their arguments in the public square to encourage all to pursue justice according to their convictions and treat their political opposition as charitably as possible. 
We want CT to be a place that welcomes Christians from across the political spectrum and reminds everyone that politics is not the end and purpose of our being. We take pride in the fact, for instance, that politics does not dominate our homepage. That said, we do feel it necessary from time to time to make our own opinions on political matters very clear. Always, as Graham encouraged us, doing so with both conviction and love. We love and pray for our president, as we love and pray for leaders, as well as ordinary citizens, on both sides of the political aisle. Let's grant this to the president. The Democrats have added out for him from day one, and therefore nearly everything they do is under a cloud of partisan suspicion. This has led many to suspect not only the motives, not only motives, but facts in these recent impeachment hearings. And no, Mr. Trump did not have a serious opportunity to offer his side of the story in the House hearings on impeachment. But the facts in this instance are unambiguous. The President of the United States attempted to use his political power to coerce a foreign leader to harass and discredit one of the President's political opponents. This is not only a violation of the Constitution, more importantly, it is profoundly immoral. The reason many are not shocked about this is that this president has dumbed down the idea of morality in his administration. He has hired and fired a number of people who are now convicted criminals. He himself has admitted to immoral actions in business and his relationship with women, about which he remains proud. His Twitter feed alone, with his habitual string of mischaracterizations, lies, and slanders, is a near-perfect example of a human being who is morally lost and confused. Trump's evangelical supporters have pointed to his Supreme Court nominees, his defense of religious liberty, and his stewardship of the economy, among other things, as achievements that justify their support of the president. We believe the impeachment hearings have made it absolutely clear, in a way the Mueller investigation did not, that President Trump has abused his authority for personal gain and betrayed his constitutional oath. The impeachment hearings have illuminated the president's moral deficiencies for all to see. This damages the institution of the presidency, damages the reputation of our country, and damages both the spirit and future of our people. None of the president's positives can balance the moral and political danger we face under a leader of such grossly immoral character. This concern for character of our national leader is not new in CT. Because, let me just stop here. If anybody wants to play the whataboutism game, well, what about Bill Clinton? What would you have to say about them? Well, here's what C.T. said in 1998. The president's failure to tell the truth, even when cornered, rips at the fabric of the nation. This is not a private affair. For above all, sex, social, I almost said sexual intercourse, social intercourse, but that's relevant to the Bill Clinton saga too, let's be honest. Uh, you know, it depends upon what the definition is. Is Anyway, social intercourse is built on a presumption of trust. Trust that the milk your grocer sells you is wholesome and pure. Trust that the money you put in your bank can be taken out of the bank. Trust that your babysitter, firefighters, clergy, and ambulance drivers will all do their best. And while politicians are notorious for breaking campaign promises, while in office they have a fundamental obligation to uphold our trust in them and to live by the law. And then they also wrote this about this uh, situation. Unsavory dealings and immoral acts by the president and those close to him have rendered this administration morally unable to lead. So, unfortunately, the words we applied to Mr. Clinton 20 years ago apply almost perfectly to our current president. 
whether Mr. Trump should be removed from office by the Senate or by popular vote next election, that is a matter of prudential judgment. That he should be removed, we believe, is not a matter of partisan loyalties, but loyalty to the creator of the Ten Commandments. All right, this is where I want to kind of break in a little bit. I'm not going to argue with much of anything C.T. lays out. And for me, I can be a little bit more objective of this because I was not a fan of Trump's during the 2016 election. I said all along, I can't believe we got to this point where we're going to turn the Republican Party over to this man because the Republican Party I supported and worked on behalf of, right, would never allow someone like this to be their presidential candidate, right? You can call it sour grapes. You can call it taking your ball and going going home, whatever. That's all fine and good. But I can't disagree with anything Christianity Today has said here. But while I will take exception to is that okay we don't we believe that you know if he doesn't get removed via a senate trial over the articles of impeachment then he should not be allowed to be reelected and again that's fine and again i don't think ct is going to certainly not going to endorse any of the democrat candidates you want to talk about flying in the face of of your moral code none of these democrat candidates come close okay to meeting that standard but herein lies the point. It's like, so what are you what are you suggesting? Vote for a third party? Don't vote at all? Don't get involved in the process? Because here's where you're going to run into trouble. There are some evangelical Christians who have are in the tank for Trump, which is a mistake, because you don't put faith in a man. I don't care who the man is, or a woman, human being. You don't put faith in another human being. All right? And as a matter of fact, it's it's kind of kind of convenient because there was a status update of mine that I posted uh, three years ago this past week because I popped up in my Facebook memories. Uh, it was at the month after Trump was elected, but before he was inaugurated. I wrote, "If you believe having hope in your life is predicated upon who's president, I contend you're doing life incorrectly." Preach. And this was in response to Michelle Obama, an interview she was giving to Oprah Winfrey. You know, Michelle Obama, obviously outgoing first lady. She said, you know what? When my husband, Brock, was elected president, we saw people for the first time have hope. They had hope that they could get a fair shot in this country where they didn't feel they had hope anymore. And now, you know, she didn't mention Trump by name, but obviously it was very obvious what she was referring to. Now, I feel like I know what it feels like to have no hope. So basically you have this woman, Michelle Obama, who during the 28 campaign said, for the first time in my adult lifetime, I'm proud of my country. And then now that her husband is no longer president and someone else is president that she didn't support, she feels no hope. How arrogant and misguided is that? That you're putting your hope in this highest office in the land. Okay. So my point is, you know, Christianity Today, they don't they suggest don't elect Trump. Okay, that's fine. But that means the other major party candidate, the Democrat candidate, whether it's Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren, how does that meet your standard? Because by default, they're the ones going to end up being being president. Now, again, I don't like these binary games any more than you do, but I also deal in reality. If Trump is not elected president, assuming he doesn't get thrown out of office, all right, it's going to be one of these uh, far-left radical Democrats. Joe Biden is tolerable, okay? Uh, but I don't know that he has the stamina or wherewithal to hang in there. You know, I don't mean to be an ageist, but just hearing the man talk, 
you know, it's questionable. And then throw on the stress of being the leader of the free world. Uh, God help me, Amy Klobuchar, not the worst choice no, of no. the candidates. Out of all the Democratic candidates, uh, basically how I've been ranking them, even though I'm not sure who I'm going to be voting for at this point, but I rank them based off who I hear the least about here on AM 1280, The Patriot. And I hear you talk about Biden a lot. I hear you talk about Warren a lot. I don't hear you talk about like people like Buttigieg or Klobuchar. So I don't, I mean, that's a foolish way to rank it. I understand that. Um, But still, I don't know. I don't hear you guys talking about them all that much. So yeah, um, uh, Pete Buttigieg is, uh, uh, he's a fraud. So yeah. that uh, he's a fraud uh, because, you know, he was woefully dishonest in the last debate saying, well, try being a gay dude getting elected to office in Mike Pence's Indiana, which is woefully dishonest because a Democrat has represented South Bend, Indiana as mayor since 1972. So this idea that this is Mike Pence's Indiana. No, it's one town in Indiana, and it's been a Democrat mayor since 1972. So it's woefully dishonest. He also is OK with abortion right up to just before birth. That's a non-starter for me. Not going to happen. Klobuchar, I will say this. I appreciated Senator Klobuchar where she said that, look, we shouldn't all be expecting free college, which i surprised didn't bury her. Okay? So I'm just saying uh, if if a Democrat gets elected, and that's a very strong possibility, you're going you're gonna to have to choose who would be the least awful choice and – Sounds like 2016 all over Clover again. Clover Starwood might be in that camp. So, again, I appreciate what Christianity Today had to say a lot. And, of course, Trump, being Trump, just dismisses it as a left-wing magazine. Ah, oh, they just become a far-left magazine. That's what just, that's what Trump does when he gets criticism. He, he right. tries to undermine the character of the periodical or the person uh, levying the criticism. So, whatever with all that. But what I hear them saying is, look. If you're going to support a president, you can support a president for any rationale or any reason you'd like. But if you believe in the fundamental character of this nation, the moral fabric of this nation is a based on Christian values, then this is not someone you should be supporting for president. And again, a lot of evangelicals were taken aback by it, but the reaction that was levied kind of validates what Christianity Today is saying. You're putting your hope in an individual. Has there been good economic times? Certainly. Has he overhauled the federal judiciary with constructionist judges? Absolutely. Is it worth selling out your Christian principles? Maybe even, in some cases, selling your soul. Does that sound dramatic? Maybe. But the way people pledge their allegiance, for lack of a better phrase, pledge their allegiance to Trump has me a little bit bothered. There are some things about Trump I've been able to laud and have done that on this show. But there's a lot more that I've been far critical of. And I've said so on this show. So, uh, you know, kudos to Christianity Today. I know that wasn't easy putting forth, but I'll just say this, and then we'll go to a quick break. Uh, There's some of my friends on social media, people I follow on Twitter, fellow Christians, who I know for a fact voted for Hillary Clinton that were standing up saying, yeah, CT, preach, preach. Um, you voted for a woman that would have probably been the most radical pro-abortion president in the history of this country. So um, sorry that uh, I don't really take your outrage over Trump all that seriously. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag NARNShow. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with one final very short segment on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Have a holly jolly Christmas. 
It's the best time of the year. AM 1280, The Patriot. Guys, waking up over and over to urinate is not okay. But now you can reduce those nighttime bathroom trips with the ingredients in Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced. We're talking about less urges to urinate at night, less bathroom trips during the day, and better bladder emptying. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. You can try a full 30-day bottle of P3 Advanced, free. Just pay shipping and handling. No strings attached, no obligations, and no commitments to buy. This is a 30-day supply, absolutely free. Call 1-800-459-3174. Super Beta Prostate is the best-selling brand in major retailers like Walmart. But for this no-strings-attached free bottle, you must call now. Call 1-800-459-3174. Don't miss out on this unprecedented free offer. Call 1-800-459-3174. 1-800-459-3174. Hi, I'm Kirby Scurrout with 3Max Results. Have you heard? Our team is doing what other real estate agents and teams aren't doing through our worry-free listing system. We let our sellers be in control with our promise of flexibility and results. And if you're not happy, fire me. I call it the worry-free listing system. My commitment is that you will be happy because we sell our listings for more money and in less time compared to other agents. Our team sells over 400 homes each year. That's over a home a day. I'm not trying to brag. I'm applying for a job. I want to be your realtor. I want to put the sellers in control again for a successful home sale with the worry-free listing system. Ready to sell for more money and in less time? Call 612-444-1100. 612-444-1100. Put the worry-free listing system to work for you. Kirby Scurrot, 612-444-1100. 612-444-1100. 612-444-1100. Start packing. If you are experiencing hair loss, let this be the year to make a new hair's resolution. I'd like to introduce you to the only permanent solution to hair loss. I need more hair.com. Hi, I'm Mike Greenlee, familiar voice with Minnesota hockey fans. If you have hair loss and want more hair, go to INeedMoreHair.com. You will find some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in Minnesota. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including some of the most prominent celebrities, a full head of hair, and they can do the same for you. Here's the best part. Their technique is so advanced, the results are guaranteed in writing, and their prices are the best in the business. Prices as low as $3 per graft. Their office is conveniently located in Egan. INeedMoreHair.com will allow you to see a more confident reflection of yourself. That's INeedMoreHair.com. The consultations are free, and the results are amazing. Check out INeedMoreHair.com for complete details. That's INeedMoreHair.com. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Let this be the year to make a new hair's resolution. Check out INeedMoreHair.com. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen? But do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Yeah! Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer! Had a very shiny nose. Welcome back, Game 12 the Patriot. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. Even say it One final segment. Very short segment here on the Closer Edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. My final broadcast of 2019. I'll be out next Sunday. I don't know who's going to be in for me, but someone will be here. Uh, we do want to get to a phone call real quick on line one. Bob from Shoreview. Bob, I apologize. We only have about 30 seconds uh, remaining, but uh, please go ahead. Yeah, I disagree with Christianity today's article. I believe when President Trump asked to have Joe Biden investigated, he was fulfilling the, the U.S. law. United States law requires the president 
to ask any country that we're giving aid to how they're doing on fighting corruption. When President Trump asked them to look in on Joe Biden, he was only fulfilling the law in asking them how they were doing on fighting corruption, period. Okay, thanks for the call, Bob. We appreciate it. That was obviously at the crux of the uh, impeachment investigation, and that was the argument that the House was making, that it was more self-serving, it was more digging up dirt on his uh, uh, political opponent, and that's the narrative has been out there. And unfortunately, you know, Trump, and with Rudy Giuliani as his attorney, which does him no favors when he's out speaking on behalf of the administration, let's be honest, uh, they haven't made their case very, very coherently. So there may be something to that, but unfortunately, the House, uh, the uh, narrative was set that there was a, a quid pro quo, and it was done as very self-serving to Trump. And I don't know if that's necessarily wrong or not, but again, this is something that the Trump camp had to defend themselves against, and in my mind, they haven't done a very good job of it, and whenever Trump takes to Twitter, he just continues to undermine himself in his own case. So uh, we appreciate the call, Bob. Thanks so much. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, again, that'll do it for me for 2019. It's been a fun year, as always. I've enjoyed it. Thank you to all your listeners who tune in, whether you listen live, whether you listen via the podcasts. And then for our callers who call in with your insightful comments and uh, passion for these subjects, we appreciate it. 2020, is there going to be a few things going on in 2020? Yeah, I have a sneaking suspicion. I like to hope so. There will be a few newsworthy items going on in 2020. So also, thank you so much for letting me be your producer. It's been a fun year so far. I don't really have a choice. but Oh, uh, mm-hmm. I kid, I kid. And I my kid. mic's turned off. I, yeah, I give you kudos, Jason. Appreciate you. Godspeed, my friends. See you next year. Turn all of the lights. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you'll receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Come on into the Rack Shack's new Egan location and wrap your taste buds around the Patriot Burger. Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM 1280 The Patriot, here with Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue. How are you liking that new Egan location? Oh man, Egan is wonderful. We have so much more space and a dynamic center that allows us to better serve our in-store customer as well as our catering clients. You know, Keith, our listeners love the Patriot Burger almost as much as the Patriot. It's a brisket and chuck half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly flies out of the top of the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Get it? $12.80? Best burger in the USA. You really have to try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue's new Egan location. We're just a mile east of Cedar Avenue on Cliff Road in the heart of Cedar Cliff Center. You'll love our new digs. Come and see us today, or join us at RackShackBarbecue.com. Rack Shack Barbecue, ooh, ooh, ooh. Social Security is with you through life's journey. 
Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. We are there, day one, with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there as you grow, protecting you and those you love. We are there when you get your first job, helping you to save for the future. We are there when you marry your sweetheart to help secure your new life together. We are there if the unexpected happens, to help you see life from a new perspective. We are there when you start your next chapter to make sure you get off to a great start. And we are there when you lose your soulmate to help make sure you will be all right. We are with you through life's journey, Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us and see what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. AM 1280, The Patriot is 